In today's episode, we are going to talk about something really interesting. We're going to talk about whether or not we've stolen someone else's identity in our relationship with Jesus. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Hey everybody, today's episode we're going to talk about something really interesting, you know, the idea that you can steal someone else's identity and, and use it in your relationship with God. What an interesting concept. I know, isn't that funny? I mean, because we think God knows us and knows everything, but sometimes we forget. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Greg and this is my wife Sharon. And uh, we, uh, we just love Jesus, and we just want to talk to people about, about the, what the Word of God says and how it relates to our world today. And, uh, you know, the Bible's been around for a long, long time, but it still speaks. And so we are, we are just going to be spending a little bit of time today talking about uh, identity and, uh, and, and how we can assume the wrong identity and how that, can, how that can really mess things up and keep us from experiencing God's best for our life. Yeah, that's right. We're going to start off um, reading Matthew 15, 22 through 28. And it's a little bit of a long pass, uh, passage. Yeah, so hold on. And we'll, yeah, but we'll, it, we'll go slow. <laughs> yeah, but it's about a Canaanite woman. Uh, now, Canaan was a land next to Israel, and um, the people that lived there were not Jewish. They were not Samaritans. Samaritans were um, like half Jewish, half non-Jewish in their parentage. And they weren't, they weren't very much liked by the Jews. Right, because I guess... Um, there was just some animosity there for yeah. some reason. And the Canaanites were completely out of the picture. You know, they were, they had no relationship with God through Abraham. They had no covenant. They had no, no standing. So I that, mean, the way you could kind of equivocate it would be like, uh, like in Europe, you know, where you have France next to, uh, next to Spain, uh, next to Italy, next to, you know what I'm saying? Where, and, and so they all can kind of, they can carden off and become very isolated. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm going to start reading um, verse 22. It says, And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, Send her away, because she keeps shouting at us. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at that once. Such a good story. Oh, at once. Yeah, isn't it, though? But I just, I, I remember reading this when I was early Christian and going, wow, why didn't he just help her? <laughs> why know? did he make her go through all that? Yeah. Why? I mean, obviously he wanted to do it or like you, I mean, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But uh, what was going on here? And, um, and that's where we kind of get into that whole identity thief thing. So we're going to, we're going to peel this onion a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there's three things that I, that, that the Lord has shown us in this. And that is that uh, the Canaanite woman came to Jesus in three different ways. Mm-hmm. The first way, she said, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. So what was the significance of that? Well, the, as, as we know, that the, the prophecy was that, that salvation would come through the, the house of David. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
I'm assuming that she had heard or knew that Jesus' lineage was through the son of David, like so David's ancestry. Right, right. And the son of David was also the uh, title given to the Messiah, mm-hmm. basically, so of the Jews. So by this time, so by this time, Jesus probably had a, a, a reputation, at least among the people who were seeking him out and following him around, that he was the Messiah or someone close to it. Yeah, yeah. So, so when she first comes up to him, she uses that title, the Son of David. So why would you do that? We do that to probably garner favor. Yeah, to garner favor or to to pose as maybe a Jewish person. Kind of like if you know somebody, it's like, hey, I know. Like if you're trying to if you're trying to get in somewhere that's being guarded, you're going, hey, I know the owner, right? Yeah, exactly. Can you let me name in? drop? Yeah, you know? you're name dropping. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. So she's coming to him as if she um, has a covenant mm-hmm. through the, through the the Jewish God of Abraham, so, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. So do we, yeah, let's back up a little bit and try to help make sure that we unpeel that because a lot of people may not understand the the whole concept of the covenant that Israel had, right? Yeah. To, so that the so that why would she would need to name drop, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. See, um, God's first revelation of himself, obviously, was, was th- uh, through Genesis with Adam and Eve, but all through the Old Testament and, and leading up to, to Jesus, he would reveal himself in different ways. And one of the ways he revealed himself was to Abraham. And he actually made a, a covenant with Abraham. A blood agreement. A yeah. blood agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called a covenant. It's, it's a very, very binding contract, that life and death sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, that he would protect Abraham and his children, and um, which included Israel. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. what yeah Abraham and Isaac and Jacob were the uh, founding fathers, basically of the country of Israel. Mm-hmm. So because of that old covenant, all the Jews could come to the temple and worship God, could ask for miracles, could come in the name of Abraham, basically. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's um, still a strong with some with some Jews in the world. There's still a strong allegiance to yeah, that covenant. To David and Abraham, even today. Yeah. yeah, that's the religion of Judaism, mm-hmm. which is uh, the basis of Christianity, the beginnings. Yeah. So um, anyway, so so when she addressed Jesus as the son of David, she was addressing him as if she were a Jewish woman, and that was. Um, not her real identity. No, she was trying to come in and say, hey, I'm one of you. I qualify for this special discount. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know so Yes, so. I'm a member. I'm a member. Yes, yes, this is my card. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know your name. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the next thing that she did, because that didn't even get an answer from him. Yeah. I mean, he already knew. No, you're not. Well, it says that he ignored her. Yeah, he absolutely ignored her, and then she was just a, uh, annoying. I mean, how many times have we felt like that with God, where we prayed for something, oh, we didn't get an answer? Good. That's good. We didn't get an answer. We're like, well... I guess I don't qualify. I guess I'm yeah. not a member. I guess God doesn't love me. Yeah, I mean, but that that is. But did did she give up there? No, no, she didn't. So what what did she do? Well, it, it says here that she just came back. She came back at him with it with something, and she changed the way she approached it. Yeah, and 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 Jesus kind of explained it to her when he said, "I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel." So he's saying you're trying to be. To, to to um occupy this identity but this isn't yours and I know it. Yeah, the 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 her, the disciple said, "Let's just send her away cuz she's bothering us. She keeps shouting at us." Yeah. And he he said, "I was only sent to the house of Israel." And then she came and began to bow down before him saying, "Lord, help me." So then she she decided, "Well, that identity didn't work. I can't so come she, as a she, Jew." So she humbled herself. So she she humbled herself and said, "Well, maybe if I come down as a servant mm-hmm. of 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 him, then maybe he'll do something." 
you know, and so he said. Even then, though, that wasn't that wasn't good enough. I mean, he came and said, "What do you What do you want from me?" Right? He was just saying he he was still he. I don't think he was. She wasn't quite there yet. No. Okay, because you know he said that uh, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dog. So he's still talking about that covenant. He's still talking about that he was since he was sent to the to the house of Israel. His purpose was to to do that, but he, he she still hadn't quite got there yet. So, but then it was after he said that when she said yes, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs from which fall from the master's table. So, what do you think she meant by that? Well, I think she started off trying to come in as a Jew, and then she st- come started coming in as if her good works were going to do it for her. But Jesus was saying that's that's not the way, and either that's not the way to blessings either. But then she she completely switched it around, and and she instead of of drawing on her own mistaken identity or on her own behavior, she started to draw on the character of God mm-hmm. and the goodness of who God. Who he is. Who he is. He said, yes, but, and her answer was, yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. So she was like, you know what, even, um, even the dogs receive goodness. So the, good, the thing there is, is, before, she was coming in as though she was entitled. Yeah. And then she shifted over to God's grace. Yeah. The the crumbs that fall from the master's table, meaning like his provision. Yeah. As opposed to her entitlement. Yeah. Or what she had earned mm-hmm. as a servant. Yeah, absolutely. And then, boy, didn't that change Man, things? Right. <laughs> complete right turn. <laughs> boy, and, and, and that's something, as you as you read scripture, if you find something that makes God do a right turn, you need to camp there yes. and hang out. Yes. I mean, because this is then Jesus said to her, A woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. Yes. So, wow, that's so cool. So powerful. The, the, the thing that we were talking about. So at the beginning of this thing, we were talking about identity, right? And you hear a lot of that term used in Christianity these days. But it really, when we talk about identity, it's like who you believe you are, right? What what identity do you have? Like, so uh, you hear a lot of people use the term, I am this, I am that. You know, I am a police officer, or I am a fireman, or I am an artist, or I am a musician, or or I am a wife, or I am a husband, or I am a mother. Uh, a mother, right? And and we use that in an algebraic way, right? Like X equals and all the things that that come from it. And so it, it, I don't want to overthink it, but it is something you need to be cognitive of is of using that term "I am" uh, because it, it you can put yourself in a box, even though you're trying to just represent a bunch of things. You can put yourself in a box, and you got to be careful. Some boxes are hospitable, and some are not. So, you know, I, I think we, as an identity thief here, she came in trying to use, um, like we are talking about, trying to use the identity of another person that she didn't qualify for, and the bouncer didn't let her in. That's true. <laughs> but, I mean, but, but, I mean, when I'm thinking about how we apply that today, sometimes we can take the identity of our parents mm. or our grandparents. 
you know, go to God, well, my parents did this for you, or my parents were these people, or, or I was yeah. raised in this or church. Or friends. Yes. Yeah. You know, or... Our nationality, right? The country sure. we live in. I'm American, right? Yeah. Or, or, or I'm from or from Canada, or I'm from uh, from Saudi Arabia. You know. Yeah, but evidently, where you came from or what country doesn't really impress God. Not really. No, because that's not that's it's not important. And that's a powerful idiom, right? That identity, right there, uh, especially nationality, is is really powerful. Uh, a lot of people draw a lot of esteem and and identity from where they're from. Yeah. Even even they get into I'm from the South. I know like I'm originally from the South, and I'm I'm proud I'm from the South. And occasionally my <laughs> accent will kick in. And I, I was born in Texas, yeah. so you can only she's imagine. Got a good, she's got a really good one too. We live in Missouri right now, so it's been kind of beaten out of us a little bit. But <laughs> a little bit. When we go back, it comes back with a force. Yeah, so, the, the but, southern draw. But the uh, but the identity is a strong thing, and we need to be uh, we need to be cognizant. We need to be aware and and yeah. And, and actively aware of, of the identity in which we approach God, because there's a lot riding on it. Yeah. And you know what? What I also see in this is that um, her idea of who God was was wrong. Mm-hmm. She at first thought God's that God identity. cared about that. Mm-hmm. She thought that God cared about her skin Well, yeah, color, because that's why she did her, it. Or her nationality, mm-hmm. or she thought that that was important. Well, that, and that was going to be the ticket. To yeah, get what she needed. To get help. I mean, granted, she was it's not like she was coming and asking for a new Ferrari, right? She she was coming <laughs> on the behalf of her daughter, right? Yeah. Her daughter was sick yeah. and was dying and I mean Demon that's, possessed Well, yeah. And yeah. and the the point being is like that's not so bad, right? I mean, you would say, Well, why would God ever get mad at someone for trying to do such a selfless thing? But you as we can see here in the story, it did matter. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think God cared more about her relationship with him. Than just meeting that need. Mm-hmm. He wanted to meet that need, yes, but he didn't want to just meet that need. It shows you his value system yeah. and, and what's more important to him. I mean, yeah. do we believe that Jesus loves us all? Yeah, we're, we're taught from little children. The Jesus loves the little children, right? So he loves us all. But in this scenario here, we're, we're taught that God has a value system and there is an order mm-hmm. and we have to pay attention to what that order is and his what people believe about him and and the relationship that they have with him is is probably at the very top. Right. And if you look at the second way she tried to come to God, it was through her works. You know, through through servanthood. Mm-hmm. You know, well, she bowed down before him and called him Lord. Mm-hmm. Lord, please help Pomp me. And circumstance. Right. She she checking was, the check boxes. Yeah, putting a putting a show on mm-hmm. to get to get well, him to th- do what she wanted. There was so much of that in the Old Testament. Sure. You know, so much pomp and circumstance, so much you'll do this and then you do this and then wash your hands and then oh, whatever. Oh, true, yeah. You know, bow, sit, yeah. stand, you know, all that stuff. But meanwhile, God doesn't care about any of that stuff. Right. And and but and we don't try to go through the same things that they use in the Old Testament usually, but we have our own list, don't yeah. we? Yeah. I mean, before you go to God, you make sure that you've prayed up, yeah. that you've not done any maybe major, major I, maybe sins. Maybe I need to read the Bible a bunch before I yeah. pray. <laughs> feel like I, to what way? Well, that way yeah. I feel like I qualify. You know, I've witnessed well, to enough people. Yeah. Well, you get this thing, and you're like, the thing is that you want to ask for. Yeah. How, how much? Do yeah. You how think much? It's worth? Yeah. <laughs> is this a dollar fifty worth of whatever? But because you're like, well, I don't want God to yell at me if I come to Him saying, well, you haven't spent any time with me, so why should I do help you at all? But yeah, that, but that's what we think. Yeah. But that's not who he is. No. That's a, that's a human. And that's why that thing. didn't res, that why he didn't respond favorably to mm-hmm. that to that. 
So she had she had stolen the identity of of, of a nationality she didn't belong to, of a, of a position she didn't have, trying to approach him. Yeah. And then only when she gave up that identity. And she finally said, "Okay, look, I don't have any of that. Yeah. I'm just a dog compared to these things. Yeah. But you're good. Yes, I think that's the the that's the key right there. You're good, right? Yeah. And when she was and when she was talking about, but yes, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from the master's table, the master's table. So she had submitted to his authority, and she had she had humbled herself and submitted to his authority. Mm-hmm. Then boom, right turn. Yeah, it's 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 a powerful story. She she finally cast aside those two false identities and threw herself completely on the identity of the goodness of God. identity are we approaching Jesus with? You know, that's the question that we need to ask ourselves. Yeah. You know, are we putting things on, you know, are we putting things in our minds? Are we believing things about God? Are we putting airs on in the way we pray? Yeah. Are, Are we, are we feeling like we need to impress him to get him to move in our lives? Do we, do we feel like that we're having to perform? Honestly, I think what I think we all struggle with that at times. And I think it, it can kind of reflect back to us what we believe about God. Mm-hmm. If, if we're not walking in the knowledge of God's infinite love for us and his care over every little part of our life, yeah. we're going to feel a need to fill in the, all these things, with all these things, to earn what we, what we believe that only God can give I think God that's the key us. word there, earn, right? Instead of receive. Yeah. Because as you see here in this, that Jesus didn't want to make her earn anything. He, he wanted to give her. He wanted her to receive. He wanted her to submit herself and then receive it. And then, you know, and it says, it, he says, oh, woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. So what made her faith great? It was submitting her. She saw him for who he was. Yeah. She submitted to it. And she received so like she said, I'm going to, whatever crumb you give me. Now, I don't want to, to emphasize that whole, well, God, we're just, we're just dogs. We're just slime. And whatever you want to throw to me is fine. I'll just accept it. There's nothing wrong with prostrating yourself before God. But you don't need to put yourself in a situation where you're, you're thinking that you are not worthy. In that regard, when you receive Christ, you become worthy because he makes you righteous before him. Then what that means is your your righteousness is, is based off of his works, and you receive that. It's very similar to this. So it, it's not about that. Humbling yourself is different from, from that. Humbling yourself is, is putting yourself in the proper position related to him, you know, that he is God and that you are his child. And I think that keeps it in the proper perspective. It's not about just making yourself miserable, right, before him. That's not the case. And, and lest we, we believe that God was trying to humble her in a 
destructive or malicious way. That does happen well, with some people. No, but God is never malicious. Right? No, he's never malicious, but there are times when God has to humble people. Sure, because you know? they're relying on themselves. Yes, if they know? never humble themselves. Right, but but unless we think that, look at Jesus' final answer to her. Um, he says, a woman, your faith is great. Mm-hmm. Now, he only said that about two people that, I, I, that I, I'm pretty sure of mm-hmm. in the New Testament. The, the centurion? Yeah, the and, centurion and, and this woman. Yes. Those are the only two people that garnered mm-hmm. such high praise from God. I mean, so it's not about her telling, or it's not about him telling her mm-hmm. that she is a dog, meaning, meaning that, that you're not worth anything, no. you, you're, you shouldn't come, you know. It's because she humbled herself. Yeah. You and, know. And, and looked to him as master. Yeah, as, as the, 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 uh, the author and, and the, good, the good God that he is, mm-hmm. you know. She, and she quit, she quit trying to hide behind these other things. I think... Jesus was really trying to get her to the truth mm-hmm. of who she was and who he was. And, and, and once that exchange happened, God's grace was there. So at that point, her identity changed. She quit putting the emphasis on the identity of trying to qualify mm-hmm. to, to talk to him. And instead, she took on the identity of somebody who was humble and submitted to him. And then he acted. Yeah, in a big way. Yes, in a really big way. So how can we do that ourselves? Like, I mean, daily. I mean, you think about it. We have to do that daily because of the opportunities that we need to come to God, either just to be thankful and to hang out with Him. But when we have needs, there's so many people now who have great needs. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we need to... Or, or they're coming on behalf of other people. You know, oh, yeah. There's lots of people that we have well, to pray for. Well, that's what she was doing. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a relative or a child or a parent... Uh, who has great needs, you can go to God on their behalf. Yeah, but you know what? We want to encourage you, don't go to God based on your behavior. No. Don't go to God based on um, nationality or yeah, Don't put on a false ideas. identity. Yeah. yeah, don't put on that false identity. Come to Him telling Him who He is. Say, God, you are good. You are merciful. Mm-hmm. I trust in you. I'm coming to you in the name of Jesus and asking you in Jesus' name. You're using Jesus' identity as your identity. And that always gets the right answer. Yeah. That always gets God's best. So what's a good way that we can focus that? Like, So like we're getting ready to pray. Let's say we meet somebody, they need prayer. Uh, I know I ran into someone this morning at the farmer's market who needed prayer. So, you know, what's a good way that we can practice that? Well, I think um, as you even start out as your prayer, be mindful of the fact that you're not coming on in your own name. You're coming in in Jesus's identity. So you put confidence in that. Yeah, absolutely. He says to boldly come before God, you know, that you may receive grace in the time of need. So we can come boldly in Jesus's identity. And you know, I I confess that, Lord, I'm coming to you in Jesus's name. I'm coming in. I'm coming to you and asking for help because of what Jesus did, and that Jesus made me righteous. Jesus made us worthy to receive all the blessings. God, you love me. You are good. You know, that was uh, one of the things that the, even the Old Covenant, the Israeli army, would lead, but it would be led by the singers. And they're saying, the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Yeah. And that would lead them to victory, because that was their mantra. That was their song. Yeah, it wasn't anything about them. It was all about Him. Yeah, it was about God. And that's what, and that's what, that's what turned Jesus' ear yeah. right here was, but, you know, he was, she was telling that Jesus that she knew who He was. And that, and that he was good. 
yeah. and merciful. I love that. Hebrews eleven six. I keep going back to it. If you've listened to any of these episodes, you've heard me say that again, because it says you must first believe that he is good and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I mean, it's such a powerful verse. I just keep getting drawn to it because that's really what it is. We need to get our eyes off ourselves mm-hmm. and get them on Jesus. Yeah, because we cannot earn it. We mm-hmm. can't. We don't have. We're bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, and and really, that is the message of Christianity: is that Jesus did it all. Yeah, and we just have to receive it. Yeah, and don't let anybody tell you different. Yeah, and 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 when she finally got to that point, Jesus called that great faith. Yeah, to receive. Yeah. You know, the, I like to use this um, example. I, I like to use this picture of of grace and faith. So imagine a faucet, and the faucet's turned on, and there's water coming out of the faucet. And then you put a glass underneath that, and fill up your glass with water, and then you drink it. So that's the elements of grace and faith are in that in that kind of that word Analogy, picture. Yeah. yeah. So is that the 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 faucet is this life, right? And the water coming out of it is the grace of God. You know, we don't make the water come out of the faucet. We don't even make the water, right? The water just comes out of it. We need the water. Our uh, Us putting the glass underneath it and filling it up and drinking it is faith. That's our part. You can have that faucet running 24-7 and, and die of dehydration. but Or you can actively get a glass and put that glass underneath that faucet and then drink it and then sustain yourself indefinitely. You know, you can live for a long time without food, but you can't live very long without water. That's true. And so that's really the difference between grace and faith and the way for you to look at it. And so now suddenly, if you, if you apply that paradigm even to this scripture, you can kind of see it. You can see where's the water and where's the glass. And that really helps break it apart. And Jesus, Jesus was showing her that she was, she was engaging her glass into his provision. And, and and that made him that and then suddenly her glass was full of water. Yeah, and she had she had what she needed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and it's I love it. It says at once. At once. So immediately. I know. I mean, so awesome. I love it when God does it at once. Yes. <laughs> so when we come to God, not based on our own position in religious circles, not based on our own righteous behavior, not focused on how we look or sound, but completely based on God's love for us and His goodness, we will find that he really is good and is willing to help us in our time of need. Our faith is greatest and most effective when it is based on his character, on his faithfulness, his goodness, and his love toward us. We have to come to him empty-handed, trusting in his goodness in order to receive from him. Yeah, and the point is to receive. And that's really good. What a great message. Awesome. Well, if this message has been a blessing to you, Maybe you should share it with someone. Maybe there's someone that you already know of. Maybe somebody that God's already placed on your heart. Yeah, that I'll you bet need you there's share. someone that came up to your Please mind. do. Please share this message with your friends, you know, with your family, maybe on social media if you feel led. You know, God will use you. God will just may use you in the life of someone who needs this message. Yeah. So definitely act on that unction. Um, and if this message bless you, you know, we, we would ask if maybe you would go and rate this podcast uh, in the respective place that you, you, that you uh, subscribe to. Uh, and write a review. That would be a blessing to us. So if you know if this really uh, made you, uh, if this if this really was blessed you, it would bless us if you could do that because then that helps us reach more people. And you know what? We'd love to hear from you too. Yeah. So please reach out to us. Yeah, on gods-best.com. Yeah, that's our website. 
and we got lots of cool stuff on our website. We, we write uh, we write blog posts, and uh, we've got some free downloads that you can have. Uh, we've been really putting out these really cool uh, 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 wall the wallpapers for your phones and for your computers. Yeah, they're free. Yeah, they're really cool. And uh, we've got a bookstore that that we've got several books that we've written that that will really be a blessing to to those uh, for you or for those in your life. And uh, we've actually even started a Teespring store, and we're putting up some designs based on some of our teachings, which is cool. That's so cute stuff. Yeah. Such cute stuff. So, uh, well, I'm Greg, and this is Sharon, and uh, well, we know that you can have God's best for your life, and we're here to help. <laughs>